According to the word of God, according to the word of God, can you speak to the dead? The answer is yes. Does God want you speaking to the dead? The answer is absolutely no. I didn't know how many verses there were for that. It is very, very heartwarming that God didn't leave us comfortless. He left us with the Holy Spirit, but he left us with scripture to help us so that we're not deceived. That whether he said, if an angel preaches a gospel other than this, it's a lie. So when we listen to these different things and we're constantly challenging what God said and doing gray lines, we're talking about a God who says, I am the Lord and I change not. We have to line up with what God said because God isn't schizzle like us. He's not going to change and waver to appease us. He's God. I think we miss that. I think I miss that. We don't understand that it is his mercy that causes him not to just come after us and consume us. It is what Jesus did for us that we have a time to repent and get this right. But it's not because God is changing his mind. He loves us, but any parent knows this. There's a line that you have to be careful not to cross. We have to fear God and believe his word. So I'm reading from Leviticus 19.31. Do not defile yourselves by turning to mediums or to those who consult the spirits of the dead. I am the Lord your God. This is longer, and this that was Leviticus 19.31. I hope I didn't say Deuteronomy, because now this is Deuteronomy 18.9 through 13. When you enter the land the Lord your God has given you, be careful not to imitate the detestable customs of the nations living there. For example, never sacrifice your sons and daughters as a burnt offering. And do not let your people practice fortune telling or use sorcery or interpret omens or engage in witchcraft or cast spells or function as mediums or psychics or call forth the spirits of the dead. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord. Because as we move forward, the Bible says that things will wax more and more wicked, more confusing, more blurring of gray lines. I believe people will get more into that. We already know people consult psychics and I mean, we have TV shows, people talking to mediums and talking to the dead and saying that is from God. It is not from God, it is not. So may I address three things? One, we talk about the fact that the Bible, the Bible shares a specific event when Jesus is on the Mount of Transfiguration, and they call it that because he brought up three disciples with him to be alone on the mountain. And then they said suddenly his face changed and it was shining bright as the sun, his clothes changed, and they're looking. And then they see 
Moses and Elijah, and Jesus is talking with them. The Bible doesn't go into any more details, so I'm not going to speculate. I know that some commentary says that Moses represented the law, Elijah represented the prophets, and so Jesus was discussing. Jesus didn't explain, I'm not going to explain. These disciples were there and they saw. Jesus told them, don't say anything until after I'm resurrected to anybody because Jesus didn't want to freak out people. They wouldn't have believed them anyway, but they recognized who they were. They also realized we're hanging out with God. This is different. The Bible tells us that God is the God of the living, not the dead. That's hope for us to know that these people had died physically, they were alive and recognizable, so that the physical people knew them in their glorified bodies talking to the Lord. That's hope for us. That's Jesus showing us, you will not die. Do you die, you still live. So that's hope for us. You understood how I said that, I hope. But Jesus did not invite them to talk to Moses and to Elijah. They saw there was a glimpse into the spirit world, but they were not invited to talk with them. There was no connection. I think we should make that point. And then we have Saul who disobeyed God, who prayed in his disobedient, rebellious state. Just doing everything he could in the physical, trying to do works. And the Bible tells us God didn't answer him. God didn't give him dreams. He didn't let any prophets talk with him. And Saul decided to consult a well-known medium to raise Elijah. The interesting thing is, even the woman told him who was the medium, she said, you had all mediums removed, which was commanded from scripture, commanded from the law. Get rid of all of them because that brought on the judgment of God. She says, so I'm not going to do what you're asking me. You're trying to trick me. But Saul said he wanted to do it. He wanted to go around what God said. He decided he was going to hear from God, whether God spoke to him or not. And so he consulted this medium. This medium contacted the dead. And I believe she says she contacted the spirit of Elijah. And what is interesting is the fear that came upon her when she saw his spirit raised. And Elijah spoke to Saul. But two things I want to get from that, and you can check this out, please do. One was fear. Anytime angels came around, Jesus was around. Jesus sent a message from Old Testament to New Testament. When they greeted, they said, fear not. It is interesting that in this encounter, there's fear. There's no fear not. Was this of God? Was this from God? Were they contacting the spirit of this prophet? Or was it a familiar or demonic spirit? And maybe not that we can't speak, but the Lord knows that you can get into the spirit world and maybe you end up 
where in disobedience you open yourself to contact with demons. Because this spirit that spoke to Saul said, you're going to lose. It happened. And he said, and you're going to die. Interesting. So there was fear and there was death. Very interesting. When the Lord comes and he sends a message and he's not provoked, it's fear not and there's tidings of good news. So it's not that it cannot be done, but we're told not to do it. And if God said not to do it, there's a reason. If we want to know things, we are to go to the word of God and ask the Holy Spirit to enlighten us. And God shares and he tells us, we don't need to contact the dead. According to the Bible, they are resting in him. According to the story, they're being comforted. They are with the creator who loves them best and the most. And we all get a glorified body. We all get to recognize each other again. We get to celebrate. We get to be with a God for eternity who loves us. Next one, is there such a thing as reincarnation? According to this Bible, according to everything coming together because it was all mesh. The answer is no. There's a lot of scripture to back that. Are there things that we'll never know or understand? Yes, but are there things that are clarified? Yes, yes, the Lord gets into it. Now, let me go to reincarnation. Let, let's just go to the story we've been reading with the rich man and Lazarus. This, and you go back and check everything I'm saying, anything anybody else says, go back and check it. And it can't be a separate truth. It must all come together and connect. Don't pull it out of context. So if we go back to the story, the parable, the rich man and Lazarus, if there was such a thing as reincarnation, and I'm not even coming up with the amount of scriptures that I do have to share with you, and I will, why then was this rich man stuck in hell? It would be unfair and not just for the Lord to only tell a story where he picked on this one rich man. That's my first episode. For the Lord to say this particular story and say, say, I only chose to keep this one man where he couldn't come back. But everybody else gets to keep coming back until they get it right. Because that's what reincarnation is basically saying. But Jesus told this story. And in this story, this man seems to be stuck, if you ask me. Because he's talking to Father Abraham. He's asking for Lazarus to move. He cannot even get water, which when I reread the story, the water is there because he said, let Lazarus come over to me and dip his finger in water to quench my thirst. He didn't say, let Lazarus bring the water over to me. So the water is there in the flames where he is. He can see the water. He can't get to it. So if he can't even quench his thirst, he can't even get to Lazarus. 
How is he coming back? To me, that debunks, that tells us from Jesus, the Christ, the Lord, who's telling the story, that's it. You have your time, your appointed days on earth. When it's over, it's over. You had your time. You have a choice because you are an eternal being, because God's breath breathed and we became living souls. And anything God does is eternal. So he went to great lengths to redeem us. And the Bible says, how can you escape if you neglect so great a salvation? Is it possible that reincarnation came from the very pit of hell? Because again, Satan is questioning, did God really say that? You get to come back. Isn't that demonic? To think that you can keep coming back? Then the question is, why did Jesus suffer such an excruciating death? And why was his blood spilled? Why did God send his son if we could correct, if we could attain our own salvation? Because according to reincarnation, if we get it right, we keep getting it right, then I, I think in some religions we get to improve and come up and be higher. We can get to a higher caste. That's all a system of works. That leaves God out. As man... We like to do that. How can I be God? Because that's the demonic influence of the enemy. Not to acknowledge who Almighty God is. To do things our way. That's the doctrine of reincarnation. It leaves out the power and the love of Almighty God. Who wants to keep trying to get things right when on a daily basis? I don't know about you. I mess up all day, every day. What would make me get it right the next time? It doesn't work. We can fool ourselves with a false sense of pride. We learn, but even what we learn, I have problems applying it. Maybe you're different, my dear friend. I don't think so because we're children of Eve. Only God, only his Holy Spirit, only the power in the blood of Jesus Christ. When Jesus told Nicodemus, the Pharisee, the, the learned teacher, you must be born again. It wasn't for reincarnation. It was for accepting what God did to start over with a new spirit created within us to be victorious, to live our forever, being comforted in his bosom. There are many scriptures and you will see that at no point, if you're talking to the prophets about the prophets, you're talking about Jesus, you're talking about the disciples, there's nowhere where they're entertaining that thought, nowhere. Not according to the Bible and the word of God. If you made it to the end, I am so, so grateful. I hope this helped you, I hope this enlightened you. There are scriptures that I will put in this description box that you can go back and check for yourself. 
And there are things that we need to hold on so that we're not so easily deceived and definitely not led astray. Because strange things are going to happen more and more because the Bible said so. Let us not be led astray and let us have it to share with our children and grandchildren and people who the Lord have assigned to us to share his good gospel and love. Friends, thank you. Thank you for coming back. Thank you for sharing. I look forward to coming into spring with you. Thank you for joining me from the platform. Remember, it's a place for number four joy. And as we continue, let's continue to look to the word of God for us to be enlightened, inspired, and encouraged. Thank you so much and peace. See you next weekend, my friend.